Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we gather here, we ask for an outpouring of your Holy Spirit to remove all distractions from our hearts and help us focus on what we are doing right now, which is the most important thing we will do all week. Please, Lord Jesus, remove all the darkness, all the distractions, so that we may encounter your Son in a life-changing way and share him with others. We make all these prayers to the intercession of Our Lady as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. On Thursday, I had the opportunity to drive to Dubuque, Iowa, and for those of you who have gotten to know me over the past year and a half, you know that I have some family there, and my brother and sister-in-law and two of my nephews and one of my nieces lives there. And about a year ago at this time, it was a great day, not because of Star Wars, but because of my newest nephew, Abel, was born. And I was able to go down there to visit them and be with them for his birthday. And my brother Nathan was uh, with me most of the time, as, long, as, long as, as well as his wife, Amelia. And one thing I was noticing is just the struggles of being with two boys, aged now one and two and a half. And even just trying to go out to eat was a struggle. But there's certain lessons that you and I have learned from our parents that they still teach their children that'll never get old. And after we picked up the kids from daycare on Friday, we went to the park. But before we could cross the road with Silas, my godson, who's two and a half, he had to hold my brother's hand before he would cross the road. And I gave you that image of holding your hand before you cross the road because it's something so simple, yet sometimes we look past just the simple things and we forget how good our God is to us even through our own families. And as I was watching this, you know, my brother said, look to your left and look to your right and make sure it's safe to cross the road. And same thing at my brother's command, then Silas was able to cross the road. And so, so also was it in our gospel today that at God's command, the disciples lowered their nets. But not just to catch fish, to catch souls and bring them to Christ for the end of time. But the Lord is calling all of us to conversion. As we went to the park and just watched him play, there was joy because he was being obedient to his parents, and there was times where Silas was not obedient to his parents, and it came with a time out, or it came with time away from everyone else, and he would throw his little fit. But I think just those little things of being obedient to the hand being offered to us is really, really important. Because if we look at what's happening in our gospel reading today, Jesus rose from the dead. Yet the disciples go out to the sea, and the sea, the water, represents the ways of the world, and they're back out there again. And Jesus is calling them to shore, calling them to safety. But if you were Peter or any of the other disciples, you would know that sea very well. You would also know that Jesus did a lot of miracles around that sea. He even walked on water at that sea, where he called Peter out to walk on water. And Peter did for a little bit. But as soon as his eyes moved off of Jesus and he got concerned about the things of the world, he began to sink and he said, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus' hand went out to save him. 
And that's where we get our responsorial psalm today, saying, Lord, you have rescued me. And all of us should have opportunities to present the gospel to other people. We should be able to go up to other people and tell them what the Lord has saved us from. Because if the Lord has not saved us from anything, then we don't need a Savior. And Jesus calls the disciples to shore. That same place where he multiplied the loaves and the fishes. And he calls them to shore and he asks them, he asks them to come to the charcoal fire. And he's calling each of you and I to also come to the charcoal fire because if you were paying attention during Holy Week, you would have noticed that Peter denied Jesus not once but three times in front of a charcoal fire. And don't you and I reject Jesus often in our daily lives. And we have to repent. We have to go back to that charcoal fire And the Lord leads us by hand to the charcoal fire to say, if you want to go forward, you have to know what I've saved you from. You have to know what I desire to rescue you from, from the ways of the world that keep pushing you and I around. And the disciples, they were frustrated. They were out all night. They caught nothing. And by by being obedient to Jesus, they catch 153 fish, which at that time, those fish represented all of the fish of the world which meant that Jesus wanted to equip them to go to anywhere, to any place, and spread the gospel. And he sits down with Peter, and I want you just to think of the Lord sitting down with you in front of that charcoal fire right now, and he asks you, do you love me? And you say, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he says, he says the third time, he says, then go feed my sheep. And maybe we have to ask ourselves, who is feeding you? Or what are you feeding on? Because I can remember when I was having my conversion, one thing that I had to stop doing is I had to stop going to the bars. I had to stop going to the inappropriate websites. I had to stop laughing at jokes that weren't so funny. And I had to start doing things like listening to relevant radio. I'd listen to CDs, or now we have the free formed app on our parish website where you can just learn and be fed with the truth. Because nine times out of ten in our world, the message is authentically anti-Catholic anti-truth. You make up your own truth. Oh, it doesn't matter if you do that. The church is old and ancient, and the list goes on and on. So the first question I would encourage you to ask yourself and spend some time with this week at that charcoal fire is, who is feeding you? The second question is, what are they feeding you? Are they feeding you the truth? Are they feeding you Mercy? Are they feeding you friendship? Are they feeding you companionship? Are they walking with you? Or are they feeding you lies? It doesn't matter if you do that. Or, is every, or are they feeding you with just alcohol or drugs or you name it, inappropriate behaviors, inappropriate sites on the internet, so on and so forth? What are they feeding you? And the third thing is if you are beginning to make that transition, Are you responding by feeding others in return? So often we have a culture in our church where we just consume and consume and consume, and we don't make that transition into thinking, how can I give back? How can I serve? Well, I go to Mass. Okay, let's look at what we're doing right now. What did you bring here? What did you bring to this Mass to place on this altar and to lift up in prayer? 
Because we have to think, how was your week? How was the week in the world? We've been seeing a lot of shootings, a lot of bombings. The world's getting kind of crazy, and the Lord's calling us to shore to say, I want to talk to you at the charcoal fire. I want to lead you to solid ground so that no matter what might be going on in your life, I want to solidify my relationship with you. And you're worthy of my love because of my cross and resurrection. Often we make, we make excuses, and I've made excuses too. What are my friends going to think? I can't do this. If Jesus really knew me, if he really knew my sins, if he really knew what I do when I leave here, there's no way. But our, our, our goal today is to know that through this homily, that we have a God who's full of second chances, who's full of third chances, who's, through, who's full of multiple chances. And often, the temptation for you and I is as we come to solid ground, which is what the church is meant to do, is to bring us from the shore, or bring us from the sea to the shore, the temptation is just to go back to the boat and go back to what we were doing. But the Lord wants all of you. And I think a question we could ask, I've been reading a book called Unbound, and one of the questions that's the most powerful questions that they begin to ask people when they interview people to help them be set free from evil spirits is just to ask Jesus kindly, and knowing that he's full of mercy, we just had Divine Mercy Sunday, and just to ask Jesus, Jesus, could you please show me what's wrong with me so I don't go out to the water anymore? Jesus, could you please show me what's wrong with me? And he's not there to point fingers at you and I, but he wants to lead us out of our bad habits, but he also wants to heal us at the root cause of what is causing us to go back out to shore and go out to the deep water where we catch nothing and we are fed with lies. And that temptation to go back to the water is, it's like instantly as you leave here. And we have to think, when I go to my car, what does my conversation sound like? When I go home, what websites am I going to look at? What am I, what, who am I going to follow on Snapchat and on Instagram and on Facebook? What news agencies am I going to follow? Because we have every opportunity to stay on solid ground by listening to things like relevant radio, to, look, to, to download the formed app. We have CDs out here. There's so much information out there to keep us on solid ground. But one thing that we do need is what was in that boat was we need friendship. We need fellowship. We need a, 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 a supporting cast to walk with us on this journey so that when we start drifting, we can be Christ to others and call them back to shore. And to remember, say, you said that you believed when you, when you answered those questions at Mass on Sunday. Let's make sure we stay authentic in that process. Let's make sure that we encourage one another in that process. Let's make sure that we feed on the truth and tell those lies to go where they belong. And at that fire, we have to repent. We have to tell the Lord that we're sorry, first of all. We have to say, thank you, Jesus, for what you've done for me. And we have to say, please, Jesus, don't allow me to drift. Please reveal to me what's wrong with me so that I can be healed and delivered and be strengthened on solid ground. So when I'm around those temptations to pull me, back to the old way, I can say, in the name of Jesus, no. I command that spirit of temptation, of self-reliance, or maybe I fear rejection, or maybe I, I fear being abandoned. And I tell those evil spirits in the name of Jesus to go away. Because the last two words of our gospel today 
or follow me? And the question is, will you? Will you come spend time with Jesus? Will you allow him to take you by the hand? And knowing that he's full of mercy. And he wants to lead you to that fire so you and I can be healed at the fire. Because fire does a lot of beautiful things. It purifies things. It cleans things. And it helps us also keep others on fire. And the Lord doesn't look at you to judge you. He looks at you to set you free, to go spread the good news that you can follow him without abandon. As we enter into this Mass, my encouragement to you is to really pay attention to the words that you're going to say, I do, to in just a second. You're going to say, I reject the evil one. I renounce him. I believe in the Catholic Church, right? Let us make sure that our words keep us on solid ground. And let us spend time at the fire this week. Because that fire is actually present on this altar in the Eucharist. And the Lord is burning with love to set you on fire. To know that you don't have to go out to the shore anymore. As I drove back from Iowa, and as I drove back from the time as I was reflecting upon my time with my brother and his wife and my two nephews and my niece, I said, I can either be a total hypocrite right now, or I can just open my hand and let the Lord lead me. So my encouragement is just have an open hand and don't have a closed fist. And just listen to the Lord's promptings, where to lower your nets and where he calls you to shore. Because the Lord wants you to be at peace, and he wants you to know that he is a God of second chances, of third chances, of infinite chances. Let us not give up on this hope that our Lord offers us this day.